0: Gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of the Veritas Post podcast. I'm your host, James Order. Today, we are going to be discussing the March federal election, the upcoming special election, and the cabinet nominations that President Valerie just made. The Senate are delivering on right now, so make sure to stay tuned. All right, so our first point of order is going to be the March federal election. Obviously, this is a rather interesting topic this time. We're not going to delve into every race. It's going to take a lot of time if we wanted to do that. We actually recorded a podcast where we did that, and that was just unbelievably boring. So we're just going to give you an overview of what's going on, right? So, in the House, where are we going to start off? We're going to start off by looking at the makeup. You've got six American liberals. You've got five conservatives. You've got four Federalists, you got a Socialist, you've got an Independent. The Socialists, the Independent, the American Liberals all team up, they make eight. The Federalist Conservatives, they make nine. Right? And of course, with, with Nerdy dropping out, uh, with re- resigning, taking a step away from public life, you now have an eight-to-eight battle. And and whoever wins that special election is, is, is going to take control. Um, so that certainly will be interesting to see uh, what happens, but of course, you see John Smith rise up out of out of the ashes, kind of, and and take the speakership. He clearly was was the conservative uh, choice. What's more interesting is who replaced uh, Representative Lord at the position of of Speaker Pro Tempore, and that goes to MTRX Gaming, someone we didn't even think was going to win. Most people kind of thought maybe he would win by one percent, but he probably won't win. That race was insane, and he comes away with Speaker pro tempore. Congrats to him, and props to him on his debate performance. Uh, word of warning is, is that he, he still may be inactive. Um, that, that, that's something he's been criticized before in the past, is not articulating his viewpoints well, not submitting anything at all, ever. Just not being a, a, a productive member of, of, of Congress. And so we'll see if that changes, because uh, his debate performance surely did and helped him get over there. So that's what we're currently looking at right now. And when when asked to to, to comment on on what was going on um, in the House, um, former Speaker Cavan, current Majority Leader Cavan, which we'll we'll talk about the Federalists in a little bit, said uh, uh, this quote: "The right wing majority held, though the distribution changed. The coalition seems to have held strong." Uh, unquote. Strong words from from a, a a man in a dying party, what what seems to be a dying party, um. Very strong words, especially considering the the American liberals have a, a chance to change that around right now. So we'll have to see what happens, um, I that comment could come to bite Kevin in the ass, uh, it really could, especially with what is his party essentially, uh, failing federalists are, are, are kind of done at this point. And we'll get to that in a little bit, but that is the house as it currently stands. The majority leader's cabin, the minority leader is, is still commander Johnson. Uh, even though, uh, the, the American liberal caucus was, was going for April, a freshman to be the speaker, uh, commander Johnson has retained his role as majority, a leader, so that's the House As It Stands. It, it is backlogged with a crap ton of, of bills right now, uh, including uh, Representative Putby's G-A- uh, GAS and MI Act, uh, including a lot of uh, territories into the state of Jefferson, uh, along with a amendment submitted by uh, freshman representative, Rat Randy, about putting term limits and terms on Supreme Court justices. I... Uh, what... Can can we just we'll just pause for like 30 seconds here and just ask what he wants to do? What How, what it, I I have no response for this. I don't know what was going through his head uh or if he's ever read the constitution. Um or I I guess I ever, ever understood why Supreme Court justices are are a lifelong term. But hey, sure go ahead see what happens that'll be very interesting to see from the freshman conservative representative pivoting over to the senate uh, obviously the most interesting part of of the senate was um that that class 2 north race between um, what was thanos and then just became kind of ted versus lord uh, everyone expected lord to win ted won gave the american liberals a a well a three person plurality a five person caucus supermajority um well, three-person majority, rather, actually. Um, and so you have one Federalist, one Socialist, one uh, one Independent. You had two Independents run, two Conservatives run, two Federalists run, three American Liberals won. all three American Liberals swept. Uh, both Independents fell. One Conservative, uh, Conservatives also fell both times, and then one Socialist and one Federalist was able to just kind of kind of win there. So it, it will be interesting to see what the Senate is doing. Hagan has already kind of uh, talked about publicly, along with uh, the majority of that party, I think, or the majority of that, that, that legislative body, that really they're going to focus on increasing the efficiency of the Senate, and so they're already focusing on, on amending the rules and all of that. So the Senate should not be as uh, conflicting as it has been in the past. It shouldn't be as slow as it has been in the past. And so really, I think that this election did a lot of good for the Senate. A lot of people were very unhappy with how the Senate was running, especially under uh, Fat Amy and under uh, Thanos May, that it was just not a good system uh, and that everything was too slow. And so we're, we're really kind of seeing a rebirth of, of the Senate in ways that could be similar to the way that Valerie gave a rebirth to the presidency um, once... She took over uh, after being speaker and, and a little bit more on the Senate, just a little bit more. Uh, and, and, and this federal election as a whole, Senator Hagan, the only federalist Senator remaining, um, a, a freshman Senator at, at that uh, when asked to give a comment about the March federal election said this, I am a legend for winning my race, even though the feds did trash, no further comment. And this is going to pivot into a, a later discussion when we talk about the current state of, of the parties. Um, this could it will likely be an entirely separate podcast because um, that's not our prerogative here today, but that will be coming out soon where we're going to talk about what's going on with the parties um, and, and this, this new kind of shift that we're seeing uh, on the right end and this weird shift that we saw a month ago on the left end. Um, and so I think that, that feeds into that a little bit more. But that is what Hagan had to say. Senator Hagan had to say about that the current minority leader. Um, it should be noted that um, James Order, myself, is is the president pro tempore. And the majority leader looks like it's going to be Ted Dett, that it hasn't been confirmed yet. Um, but after he self-proclaimed it, um, I think he garnered the support of his caucus. Uh, so, yeah, that's what the Senate's looking at right now. A five-person coalition between an independent socialist and three American liberals to create a supermajority there a pretty good uh, kind of bargaining chip when talking to the the right the house and the federalist president um, about what's going on. So we're going to move from that straight into the upcoming special election. All right, so with the special election, we're looking at Nerdy's seat. Um, that was the 6th the, the district of, of Jefferson, and as soon as Nerdy voted for John Smith for speaker, he just up and left. Uh, out of public life, resigned from office, everything was over. So what do we expect to go down, or what could the ramifications uh, be uh, of what happened in the special election? So we're going to start with the perspective that, okay, let's say the conservatives, or, or or the federalists for that matter, or an independent even for that matter, retains the seat, um, and 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 their majority stays. So what happens in that case is that I think it will be a very tight race, no matter who wins, and and the person that wins that tight race is gonna have a lot of significance and and come under a lot of scrutiny um, for what they do, especially if they aren't active. If they aren't active, that's 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 a bad bad sign for for whoever got elected, um, because this is th- this is the house. You win the house with with this person, um, so we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, I I have no idea who either party is gonna put up. If the socialists are going to put someone up for it and the conservatives and the federalists and then an independent, maybe it's a five person race. Uh, We haven't seen that. We didn't even see a four person race in the federal election. But who knows? That could happen. All parties could be uh, running for this seat. Um, And so what happens is it remains fairly calm if if a right wing uh, person wins this seat. What's more interesting is if a American liberal or a socialist grabs the seat. If Benny comes back, um, uh, this was his former seat. If he comes back and tries to grab it, uh, if an American liberal out of nowhere comes and tries to grab it, uh, it, if a in, independent of of a left leaning position comes and tries to grab it, we don't know what's going to happen. But if somehow a a, a left politician is able to, to to grab the seat and and give a new majority in the house uh make cabin a minority leader what happens to speaker John Smith and speaker pro tem um mtrx gaming do they vaunt them what 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 happens in that case um I guess is the big question and I think that honestly the way John Smith is trending he'll he'll get taken out um I mean, you just look at his past of, of leadership in these types of positions, and he's already coming over scrutiny from members of his own party. It, it, it's insane, I how he was chosen to be the the speaker nom. I don't know how April was chosen to be a speaker nom for the the American Liberal Party. I have no idea, but John Smith is 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 weak enough a a speaker at this point in time to the point that the if if the right wing loses this seat the left could take over the Speakership. And that's that. Uh, that's that's really all there is to say currently at the time of recording this podcast about the special election. Um, but yeah, be on the lookout for a very interesting change of events if the left is able to grab that seat. So from there, we're going to talk about Cabinet Appointments. All right, so Valerie recently released her choices for for her Cabinet, And it comes down to, I believe, let me see, let me count here. It comes to eight, nine, nine new positions, Uh, nine people in new positions. So we're going to start from just how she put it in order. We're going to discuss just a little bit about each candidate. And then we're going to kind of wrap it up and and, and see how the the, the cabinet is looking as a whole. So we start with Secretary of Defense. Myself, I can't give a, a honest, unbiased view about it. Um, it, secretary of defense is the past, like Thundee, have been very interesting to see. Um, of course, he made the mistake of, uh, uh, of the NATO stuff. Uh, that that Michigan lefty was plagued with. Part of the reason he probably resigned. Um, became a Supreme Court case at one point. Uh, so it, it will be interesting to see what what the Defense Department turns into. Now, the most interesting, I think, is the Secretary of Interior. This next one, uh, computer guy, known for. Trying to remove Hawaii from the union is the nominee for the Department of the Interior. What was President Valerie thinking? Now I I, I will not be the first to criticize President Valerie. I think what she has done with the office, especially after Barch and after Michigan Lefty resigned or got impeached in such horrible ways, she has revitalized our country and and i'm it 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 is very refreshing to have her in the the highest office that the american public can elect someone to however this decision is stupid uh outright why why would you put someone who has been so against it, advocating for people of, of of the american islands um why would why would that be your nominee for Secretary of the Interior. This was stupid. It honestly was. And I don't expect the Senate to, uh, to let him through. I'm, I'm going to be honest there. I think that's that. That's not about that. We move to the Secretary of Agriculture. Uh, that's, of course, uh, Doggo, uh, otherwise known as Jack Coulter. It has refused to answer questions so far. I'm not sure he's going to get so far, and I think he might be denied as well. Um, it will be interesting to see if he does respond what his opinions are of the office. Uh, we haven't had a overtly active Secretary of Agriculture in a while. So if he was able to bring some revitalization to the office, that'd be great. But so far, it's trending that he is just not going to do anything. Um, so moving on to Secretary of Health and Human Services, um, that's Peanut. And just recently, she came under fire from the Senate um, about abortion and about health care and M4As. This is a very interesting choice by Valerie. Um, I don't think Peanut necessarily represents President Valerie's viewpoint as much as sh- a-, a nominee could. I think this is a smart move by President Valerie, though, because it's someone that she can work with um, and discuss. And, and ser- someone who certainly has other ideas as her, but someone that c- could collaborate with. It will be interesting to see how the Senate reacts, um, especially with Zarfo's and Senators Zarifos and Hagen kind of getting at it in the Senate chamber a little bit with each other, and not even with Peanut, but in that hearing. Um, so it certainly will be a, a very interesting choice. Senator uh, Lohengrin, er, er, pardon me, Representative Lohengrin, nominee for Secretary of Energy, is already being voted on with unanimous support so far. A- amazing job, uh, really by his, his viewpoints. And I think that both, especially with, with, with Senator Hagan, Senator order, um, and Senator trash all being very focused uh, on energy and environmental protection. Um, that this was just a kind of no brainer choice for them. And I think that really helped. Um, the secretary of commerce and labor is, uh, Senator Hagan, um, fairly average so far, uh, hearing. I think he'll get in. I, I think it's just, uh, uh, again, a no-brainer. A very interesting choice, but a very suitable choice is as the administrator of the EPA. Arkinstone. Um, he obviously has been an outright supporter of environmental rights, environmental protection, and so I, I think that this is a very smart choice by President Valerie because I don't think it will hurt her too much to have him in 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 her administration, but it will certainly kind of help her public, um, the public opinion, right? Then you get to the U.S. Trade Representative, and that's going to be. It, it, Andrew Glaze. It, this is also very interesting. Um, it will be interesting to see how the Senate reacts. Former vice presidential nominee from the American Liberal Party. I think that, that Valerie has done a good job in in rewarding, not necessarily rewarding, but but commending the, the efforts of Arkenstone and Glaze in running against her and, and recognizing that they, while they argued, both want, you know all, all want what's best for the country and I, so i think that that this is is the way that president valerie has has sought to rectify that not rectify it but rather recognize it that's the right word and then the un ambassador is is kamala harris of course um her her we're hearing, hearing also very average hearing it good it's just good um so i think as a whole the president's cabinet is coming together nicely Um, especially after Cabinets of the Past and Barch and Michigan Lefty being so just void of activity, void of life, really. And so this is refreshing to see, um, especially with what the Senate's doing, uh, to kind of get them through. So, uh, uh, congratulations to Valerie on getting all those out. We look forward to seeing how those start trending. Uh, Our next podcast out will be about the state of the parties, so be sure to check that out. Uh, But for us here, that's pretty much it. So we thank you so much for listening in to Veritas Post Podcast. As always, make sure to check in again as soon as possible to see when our next podcast is out. Thank you so much, and have a beautiful day.